On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Eyes, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, October 27th, Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis, and we'll have Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. Alex will be back with us tomorrow, ready to uh, break down a Wednesday NHL card with five games on tap. Some interesting matchups, definitely some interesting situations involving a couple of these teams as well tonight, which we'll get into during the course of the show. Uh, First, though, let's look back on Tuesday night's action. We like to do that when we have a shorter card to break down. We'll Take a peek back at what happened the night before. When you look at the uh, games that took place last night uh, in the NHL, uh, certainly some interesting results uh, across the board uh, on that uh, Tuesday uh, slate. Uh, In the late night hours, we had three fascinating games. I'm going to start with just a crazy wild finish in Anaheim last night. Uh, The Anaheim Ducks were up 3-2, to and then they basically thought, I think, the hockey game lasted 58 minutes instead of 60 minutes. Uh, because in the last two minutes, it was a complete implosion uh, from the Anaheim Ducks, spearheaded by Nikolai Ehlers, who tied the game with a bullet shot off the point. No chance for John Gibson to tie that game 3-3. And then off the faceoff, the Jets get the game-winning goal uh, with a minute and one second left. And again, it's Nikolai Ehlers for a 4-3 stunning comeback win against the Anaheim Ducks. Pretty brutal if you had the under, too, because uh, that game, you know, five and a half was the total. You know, even at three to two Anaheim, you know, you still need the empty net goal or the Jets to tie it. That happens. Uh, And then, of course, they take the lead. So tough beat for the under. Absolutely brutal if you had Anaheim uh, last night. The Jets come back to win that game by a score of four to three. Um, look, Anaheim, not that team defensively and their goaltending, which, you know, early in the season was bailing them out, not doing that quite as much uh, lately. So quality win there for Winnipeg, continuing to win without some key uh, uh, players in the lineup as well. Uh, We talked about San Jose yesterday and that I was reluctant to back them uh, off their first loss of the season at the end of the road trip. And they just didn't have that extra gear uh, at any stretch of the game against Nashville last night. They lose 3-1. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, 3-2 to two victory over the Vancouver Canucks last night. Again, there's t- another spot that we talked about. I know Alex liked Minnesota in that game. Talked about Vancouver being on a very long road trip, maybe not being at their best in that first game back home. And Minnesota gets a nice 3-2 to two victory there in that game. Uh, Vegas, give the Golden Knights credit. Things are not going well for them. They are depleted as shit right now. Uh, with their lineup, and they found a way to beat Colorado uh, by a score of 3-1, to one, a desperately needed victory for a uh, shorthanded Golden Knights team. Tampa Bay, uh, their best game maybe of this entire season, pretty much in control start to finish, 5-1 to one over Pittsburgh. And the red-hot Calgary Flames, 5-3 win over New Jersey. Andrew Mangiapane's tied with Alex Ovechkin for the league lead in goals so far. He's been absolutely magnificent, and I've been asleep not looking at goal scorer props with Mangiapane. That's going to start changing in Calgary's next game. Uh, you could be, uh, you could uh, guarantee that. I'm going to be starting to look at some goal scorer props with him. He's been magnificent. And really, to be honest with you, the World Hockey Championship, he played for Canada, and he was just a goal-scoring machine at that tournament. And he looks like he's gained even more confidence from that. And he's uh, carried it over here to this new season with Calgary. Uh, he's off to a terrific start. And now Calgary, a great road trip continues for them. They beat New Jersey 5-3, to three, who were awful last night. We do have to point that out. While Calgary was good, New Jersey was absolutely brutal in that game last night in that 5-3 loss. And speaking of brutal, hate to say it with Andrew with us, but the Montreal Canadiens, brutal. Uh, last night uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken. 5-1 defensive miscues. How many turnovers did I see at the blue line last night for Montreal? Gosh, almighty. God damn it. 
that was just absolutely awful to see all of that. Just one turnover in the neutral zone, one turnover at the blue line after another. Uh, just sloppy play, and Seattle really was hell-bent on getting that first home win after losing to Vancouver, and they did it in style, 5-1. And I'm seeing these press conferences with Josh Anderson and Jeff Petrie after the game, blank stares, 1,000-mile stare, uh, very, very depressed, gloomy faces, gloomy gusses all up, all around for a 1-6 team. Bad situation for Montreal. So much for the uh, Detroit win, uh, giving them a little pep in their step and a little momentum. Momentum crushed last night in the Emerald City. Uh, Andrew, uh, we'll welcome you in. What did you think of last night's games? Yeah, can you hear me okay right now? Yeah, I can. I, I just want to say, I mean, I'm pretty much with you on everything you just said. You did a pretty good recap there. Obviously, I was upset about my uh, my pick with the Wild and Canucks. It, it turned out it should have just been the Wild. I mean, that these schedule spots are something that we have to consistently look at from now on. I mean, it's only early in the season, but teams playing their first game back off a road trip, whether it's been two, three, four games, seems to be a pretty good bet on spot. And also these home openers. I mean, Alex pointed out on Seattle and their home opener. Um, people love to buy into the hype, right? They love to buy into home opener, first game, uh, you know, in Seattle, Vancouver off a road trip. It doesn't matter. I mean, fatigue's a thing. So uh, looking at that from moving forward, would have loved to have gotten an empty net goal there. But uh, got to talk about Montreal, man, the over with them. I'll keep riding their over five and a half if I keep getting them. Yeah, you can't feel bad about that. It's a tough break. I mean, 3-2 and, you know, we're not even worrying about the uh, bet losing if you just get an empty net goal or if Vancouver yeah. ties it. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And did happen. you see that breakaway goal too? That breakaway yep. goal went off the post? Or yep. the breakaway, yeah, that, that was tough to watch, man. So. Uh, yeah, interesting night overall. Calgary, well, I gave out the under on that uh, on that game. Tough start for that one. Holy crap, man. No defense was played there. I, I thought that Calgary would slow down. Uh, it's the exact opposite of what they did. So we'll find out if they're the real deal, but I'm not going to buy in just quite yet on them. Yeah, I mean, the, New Jersey was absolutely brutal, uh, too, last night. The performance was terrible. The Nico, Nico Dawes was put in a tough spot. I mean, you could say that he could have played better in net, but the <laughs> yeah. team in front of him wasn't very good. I actually thought Wedgwood battled pretty good. I thought he played actually re relatively well after he came into the game, but too little, too late. You can't dig yourself that kind of hole. Uh, against the Calgary Flames and expect to uh, come out of it. But uh, interesting night of hockey uh, last night, and uh, we'll see uh, what we can get here for Wednesday night. And speaking of Wednesday night, we'll turn the page now toward tonight's action. We'll start with the Detroit Red Wings taking on the Washington Capitals. We've got Washington minus 200, uh, home favorites. Six the total here, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, you've got the uh, Capitals, certainly a team that uh, coming off a pretty wild game, to be honest with you, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, in their uh, last game. Uh, or Sorry, against Ottawa, I should say, in their last game. Seven to five, a uh, victory in favor of the Capitals. Uh, bouncing back, I guess you could say, from uh, the overtime loss against Calgary. But uh, pretty sloppy performance overall from Washington. Uh, we'll see if they try to clean it up a little bit here tonight against Detroit. Detroit. Losing to Montreal six to one, but rallying back for a six to three win against the still winless uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and we'll talk about them in just a little bit. Uh, but you know the Detroit Red Wings. The one thing about them is they've been competitive in the majority of their games so far this year. They're off to a three and three start through six games, beating Vancouver, beating Columbus, beating Chicago. The losses were to Montreal, to Calgary, who have been red hot, you know, on this road trip, and Tampa Bay, a game they should have won. They were up 6-3 in the third period, lost 7-6. to six. You know, it is a team that works really hard. I've noticed that about Detroit. They don't always play well. That's always a bit of a concern for them, as obviously a lot of times the, just the team they're up against has a little bit more depth up front, a little bit more sturdy defense, uh, defenders in terms of one through six on the blue line. But nevertheless, you get usually a, a pretty solid effort from this uh, Detroit team most nights. The money's come in here uh, on uh, Washington. Uh, already they were laying a pretty significant price, and now they're up to a minus two game. Seems like it could be a little bit rich. This is one of those spots where I'm always tempted to maybe give Detroit a look, and I think I'll probably look toward the Red Wings here just for a small bet here because we have seen instances where Washington, sometimes against inferior competition, it's like they just look to do enough to win the game. It's not always a consistent, strong 60-minute effort. You know, and we've seen that on a couple of occasions from the Capitals. The Calgary game's a perfect example. 
you know, and the fact that they didn't come out strong or sharp in that game. And even the Ottawa game the other night, terrible lapses multiple times in their own zone, allowing Ottawa back in the game, even after Ottawa had a 4-1 lead after the first period. And you're going to have a situation now where you got a goalie and Vitek Vanacek hasn't played for a little bit. He's going to get the call here for uh, Washington uh, in net. And it's going to be Thomas Grice for Detroit. And Grice is off to a very good start. In fact, he's outplayed. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, which isn't necessarily something that I expected coming into the year, but 2-1, and 2.8 goals against, 914 save percentage. So, yeah, small flyer here. Detroit Red Wings, plus 180. Uh, I think uh, it's worth a shot here. Again, I'm looking to take some shots with Detroit in these price ranges against certain teams that have shown some vulnerability playing down to their competition. Kind of saw that from Washington, even in the win against Ottawa. Was not impressed with their 60-minute team game, especially in their own zone. So I like Detroit here a little bit, plus 180. It's a small bet only, but worth the worth the flyer, in my opinion, at this price. Uh, we got Jimmy Murphy back with it. We've lost Andrew. We'll see if we can get him back. we got Jimmy Murphy with us uh, as well now. Jimmy, what do you think here, Detroit and Washington? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think we all agreed, Ian, that uh, heading into this season, uh, we we like Detroit to be one of those pesky teams that, you know, that are going to screw up a lot of people's betting uh, sheets, you know, and, and steal some games or at least get that plus one and a half. And, and that's where I'm going to go tonight. I, I think they could pull off the win. I, I see where you're going with that. But just to play it a little safer, uh, I'll go with that plus one and a half. And you can get, by the way, plus one and a half goals at minus 130. So you don't have to lay that much with Detroit, the plus one and a half goals uh, on the puck line. We've got Andrew back. Andrew, any thoughts, Detroit and Washington? Looking towards the over. Uh, I, I just love the way that the Capitals are flowing right now. It's hard to imagine they'll slow down scoring against the Detroit team that, uh, you know, they've had some decent goaltending. I, I think they're going to be put in a lot of spots where they're going to get lots of shots on goal against. Um, but they're, the, they're not going to play a quote for quote. It's going to be open ice out there on the pond in the middle of December type of hockey. So I, I think both these teams will flourish under that style, and uh, I'm looking towards the over. So uh, not, not a big play by any means, but that's where my head is in this game. All right, lean over, and certainly a couple of higher-scoring games recently for Washington. Uh, no question about that. They have uh, been uh, definitely uh, not defensively all that sharp, and I'm not that surprised by it. They're going to have some nights. like There are good defensive games where – you know, New Jersey, uh, who haven't been able to score consistently, uh, but they've had some, they gave up three to Colorado. Uh, so they've had some uh, rough uh, defensive nights. And of course, the last two, they give up four to Calgary and they give up five to Ottawa. So uh, definitely uh, struggling a little at the back end. And uh, Detroit also uh, over in their last two games have cashed uh, in their last two games as well. Uh, Boston and Florida, we've got Florida minus 130 home favorites, uh, five and a half, six the total. So make sure you shop around here. Uh, in terms of where this uh, total is right now uh, in this one, uh, if you like five and a half, if you like the over, get five and a half. If you like the under, get six. You should be able to. Uh, very important to have multiple accounts uh, open to you. Very interesting game. I'll, I'll say this right now off the top: Florida pass for this better. There's no way I'm going against this Panthers team. There's just no way with how they're playing. They've been outstanding so far. I think for as long as they stay undefeated, they will go balls to the wall. Uh, to keep that undefeated start to the season going. Uh, there's no question. Uh, you know, it got a little interesting down the stretch against Arizona. But look, you're playing a very weak team. You had a four to one lead. I think he kind of fell asleep with that lead the other night. You, you know, you can forgive Florida for that. Still playing some terrific hockey. What I like, we know this team is offensively capable. Of course, we know that. Sam Bennett's been outstanding. And by the way, Sam Bennett goal score props are something to look at right now. Four goals for him already this season and the difference between the Sam Bennett with the Calgary Flames before he got dealt and the Sam Bennett since he's arrived here in South Florida it's been a major difference uh so yeah Sam Bennett's been rolling I'd look at him at a goal scorer prop tonight I keep mentioning Aaron Ekblad by the way uh, in terms of his shots on goal prop they keep pricing this thing at two and a half and every single game he seems to be at least getting to three shots on goal uh, and uh, let's see if there's an adjustment here. No, there isn't. It's still two and a half. This is amazing. This is one of the best bets going right now. Aaron Ekblad over shots on goal. They keep pricing this thing at two and a half, and he's getting three minimum in the majority of games right now for the Florida Panthers. They don't get the. I don't think people understand that. Set That's the, the beauty uh, of those here. props, though, Ian. They can't. They can't watch them all. They can't <laughs> no, they keep can't. track. They can't. And uh, look, it's, he shoots a lot. He's a high volume for, for a defenseman for, for, on the point. 
He's a high volume shooter. I mean, he is going to shoot the puck a lot. We've seen that already. He's had games with five or six shots on goal uh, this season as well. So definitely liking that Aaron Eckblad over two and a half shots on goal props. So I would only look to Florida. Boston's been good. Look, Boston's off to a nice start themselves. They've still only lost, you know, the one game this year, three and one start. Uh, the win over San Jose on Sunday, they beat Buffalo. Uh, they beat Dallas. However, they haven't played anybody close to as good, uh, in my opinion, uh, as the Florida Panthers. And the one loss was against Philly six to three. Here's the one thing that's making me reluctant, though. We know what it is. It's the elephant in the room. It's the Joel Quenville situation. You know, he addressed it to the media this morning and said, you know what, I'm not going to make any comment until I meet with the commissioner, Gary Bettman, which is going to happen tomorrow in New York City. How does the dressing room feel about this? Does it impact the way they come out? Does it impact their focus? Does it impact the way they perform tonight? I'd like to think no. I'd like to think no. They're 6-0. and Why would you want to lose tonight? Why would you want to let this distract you? Why? You're off to a great start. You're looking to maintain this undefeated streak. Uh, you're looking to keep this great start to the year you've had going. You, you look at the Boston Bruins as a team that's been a perennial Eastern Conference playoff team, contender, whatever you want to call them the last few years. Why would you not be fired up to play tonight if you're the Florida Panthers? So part of me says, yeah, the Quenville stuff's going to throw them off their game. Part of me says, no, it's not going to be a factor. Florida will be businesslike, workmanlike, play well tonight. And if they play well tonight, they win. It's going to be a bet for me. I'm going to make it official. Florida minus 130. Going to keep it smaller because of the concerns about, you know, the Coach Q situation, how that will impact the room. But to me, Boston hasn't played anyone close to Florida yet, quality yet. And I think the Panthers can get the win here at minus 130. That's what I'm on. Uh, Jimmy, you know this Bruins team well. Can they uh, hand the Panthers their first loss of the year? What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking kind of the same way as you. How is this Coach Q uh, thing going, I you know I'll take just quick thing on that too. In no way possible. I I don't know what the Florida Panthers are doing, what Coach Q thinks he's doing. He should not be coaching this game right now. It's just a horrible look. Um, and and the fact too that he doubled down on what he said in July after the report contradicted what he said. Uh, he needs to get a new lawyer. The Panthers need to get new PR people because they look like absolute idiots today. So that's all I'll say on that. That does it distract the team. If he wasn't coaching, yeah, I think it would distract the team. But he's there, so nothing really changes for them, right? And I mean, I, I you know, I can't off the top of my head think of anyone that's on that Florida Panthers team that was on that 2010 Blackhawks squad. I don't think there is, so I don't really think that that's, you know, I'm not saying it's that they're not, in, they're not sensitive to it or they're not, you know, concerned about what happened with Chicago. I'm just saying like it doesn't directly affect them, so I don't think that's going to be a distraction. Um, but with this team, look. Yeah, they're they're definitely the better team, and this is like you said, this is the better, uh, the best team the Bruins have faced, and and then they're going to say the same thing again tomorrow, probably. You know, facing two undefeated teams in a row, it's a tall task for the Bruins here. I'm going to stay away from the side because a part of me thinks the Bruins could sneak one here and get it, um, but I love the over five and a half in this for sure. Uh, I I think there's going to be a lot of scoring here. I think it could be a great game. I almost could see an overtime, but. I'll just stick with you over here, and I'm going to jump on your Ekblad shots as well. And actually, I'm going to—I got it at uh, four plus shots for uh, plus one twenty. I'm going to take that for Aaron Ekblad, and I'm also going to look on the other side. Uh, give me Charlie McAvoy. I'm seeing four plus shots at plus one twenty-five. So give me that as well. I'm adding Sam Bennett over two and a half shots too, because like not only has he been scoring, but he's been four shots on goal against Arizona, three against Philadelphia, four against Colorado. He's had. Uh, five of the six games have gone three or more shots on goal to Sam Bennett, and his shots on goal prop is two and a half at even yeah. money as well. So to Sam Bennett, throw that in there as well. Sam Bennett over two and a half shots. You mentioned McAvoy, Jimmy. McAvoy uh, this year, uh, you're right. He's been uh, looking to uh, shoot the puck a little bit more this year. He's had uh, five. He had five against Dallas, only zero, zero one and one the last three games. But I feel in this kind of game, he might get more room. So uh, there's something to that. They're liking uh, McAvoy. Uh, and like I said, uh, Bennett and uh, Ekblad over shots. I actually like those two bets probably as much, if not more, than the Florida bet, to be honest with you, uh, yeah. in this game tonight. And Ian, too, another Florida guy to watch, too, because he seems to always play well against the Bruins, his former team, and and actually a native Vitrano. of the city. I live in right now is – no, Frankie Vitrano. Give me yep. you know, give me Frankie Vitrano for some shots in this game. Uh, he steps up against the Bruins and th does his best to make them regret trading him a few years back. 
I think you, I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head his exact numbers against the Bruins, but I do recall his since he's been with Florida, he's had some good games against them. So, yeah, uh, definitely. And he had three Actually, shots on goal against Arizona. Uh, and and funny enough, I, I had, uh, I had, di- uh, not din, I had breakfast with his uh, father the other day by chance. He, uh, yep. local breakfast joint I go to a lot. He just cruised in and he recognized me, started talking me up and really good guy. So, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him a bit. He, he was a good kid to deal with. And, of course, you know I'm on it, too. I mentioned Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett, Sam Bennett, plus yeah. 275 anytime goal score. Sign me up. I mean, what are you going to Four goals already, plus 275. Are you kidding me? That's not a price I'm passing up. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Bruins and Panthers? Yeah, I've taken a look. I mean, if you look at uh, the prices here for them and, and, and the guys, the teams that they've played as far as the Bruins go, uh, it's been a lot of bet on spots for them. You take away that kind of blunder against Philadelphia Flyers where they kind of, you know, escape their identity. You know, wh- which team has, have we seen, you know, consistently do it so far this year? And I think we're getting a pretty good price here. So uh, either it's a trap and the Bruins can go in and say, hey, look, you know, um, suck on this, you undefeated team. But I, I don't think that's what it'll be. I, I really think the Florida Panthers here, um they they have more guys scoring more guys contributing i think and you know i really like that bet on spot for the bruins at the garden against the sharks early afternoon game um but uh, those are the kind of spots i'll look for with the bruins look down the schedule here um for this team with with the uh, florida panthers they've got the washington capitals a couple games down the road then they're playing the bruins at the garden in a couple days all right i really feel like that's the game where the bruins beat them back home, uh, you know, at the garden. I, I think that's where they get it done. So for me, looking at this one, I, I just think it's one of those things where if this was mid-season, we'd be riding a streak. You know, there's only one time a streak can end, but a streak can continue and continue and continue to snowpile. And that's what I'm looking at here um, with the Florida Panthers. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really interested by your guys' uh, thoughts there on, on, on the shots. And Jimmy, you kind of got me struck here with the overthoughts because – you know, I I see the Bruins as being such a defensive team, but maybe you know they've they've. Did you see the third period the other day? Yeah, exactly. Wasn't defensive. I, I know. <laughs> oh no, man, their I defense know. is a mess right now. They they're they've got some new guys there. They're 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 still looking for chemistry. And if you watch them closely, if you notice in the games, mm-hmm. uh, Cassidy hasn't kept pairs together for long. He's mixing and matching a lot during the games, which I, I get. It's early in the season. You're trying to find. You know, you're, you're trying to establish some chemistry, but maybe you got to have a little more patience and let guys stick together. I yeah, think it's I like that. Back- on them so um you're convincing me i I didn't like that game at all he kind of snapped at me in the press conference i i started the press conference off saying no what did you think of uh the team unraveling a bit in the third period he's like we didn't unravel those are two goals and no goalie stopping those goals or tippins it's not unraveling we were fine i think he's just saying that to guard his team i mean they sucked in the third period they were lucky they won that game yeah yeah it's interesting you're kind of you're convincing me right now and obviously now they're playing a florida team that to Ian's point, I think it's a really good point that he made where we might not see a flat spot until they lose a game. You know, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna keep going undefeated. Remember the Steelers last year, guys, when they were undefeated for so long and they ended up being kind of overrated. And then they, and then they lost a few in a row. Yeah, you always lose a yeah. few in a row after that bubble yeah, burst yeah. and you lose after a long win yeah. streak. Yep. Yeah. You know, guys, too, another thing I'd look at too is Almark. I know he's he's got the win, and, and give him credit. I thought he kind of held down the fort a little for them uh, in the third period there. But at the same time, like if I mean, those, those two goals by San Jose are, are a perfect example. If you get big bodies in front of him, you're going to score on him. And so I would think that, you know, coach Q is telling his force to just sit right in front of Almar tonight. And they're going to look for a lot of tipping. So that's something to keep an eye on. By the way, we're going to start mentioning these because they're great stats. Chris Otto, who's a yeoman's work. Yeah, thank you, for you, Chris. You've been doing a great job. Send that out to us. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah they're with awesome. All, with all the totals, we're talking about full game totals, tracking first period totals, second period totals, third period totals of every team in the league. And uh, he mentions in our chat here, and this is worth noting for in-game betting. Like if you're an in-game better, pay attention. If you if you if you followed Chris on Twitter and you saw him, you mentioned something about Minnesota was five and zero to the over in the second period of their games uh, this season, and that was another over in the second period with Minnesota last night in their game against Vancouver. So that's six and zero now for Minnesota games over the total in the second period. Uh, Chris mentioned that, and Chris in this Boston Florida game has mentioned that the third period over for Boston and Florida are both nine and one this season combined. 
uh, nine and one to the third period over uh, this year. And Florida is five and one to the over uh, in the second period of uh, this season. So there you go. Second period goals, third period goals. If maybe the game starts slowly for whatever reason, we get a scoreless or a one nothing first period, hop in maybe on a second period and a third period over. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll open up. And even if it doesn't, you've got those team trends in terms of totals with both Boston and Florida in the second and third period to point you in the direction that maybe yeah. things open up later in the game. And what's great about those that, that Chris does is that it's literally a trend. It's going to come and go. And his chart being updated every single day, and just to echo what Jimmy was saying, it's such great work. I think that it, it really gives us the opportunity to double check in on this team, see how they're doing here, how they're doing there. Um, you know, Jimmy will say more than anybody. I mean, he's, he's around these guys. People look at these athletes and celebrities like they're different type of human being. They're just, they're just like us. They go yeah. out for beers, they hang with their buds and they're creatures of habits. You know what I mean? So like, it's just one of those things. Some people literally have better second periods, better third periods, better first periods. So, better um, hangovers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Play better. Maybe when they're, when they're off a few drinks, Calgary <laughs> has better hangovers. Apparently, well, uh, did you guys? We, I wasn't on the show yesterday. Did we mention that or no? No, no, no. no. We didn't get All a right, chance. We could, we could tell them now. I don't it's up, it's up to you, man. You're the messenger. Well, you we know? could tell you're... them. I mean, it's no, it's no big deal. They won, right? So, yep. <laughs> I, you know, for those, you know, I told these guys uh, off the show that uh, I was told by a Calgary source that uh, after the Flames put a whooping on the Rangers, uh, they ripped it up in uh, Manhattan and had a good time, which, you know, don't blame them. That's great team bonding. Go out and celebrate. And you kind of look at it. They're on a lo- long road trip. Sometimes, you know, they throw away that last game on the road and say, hey, whatever. It happens. We'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll catch our legs late in the game. And voila. So, I mean, they had their legs from the get-go. I mean, usually it's like I, I look at San Jose, like we mentioned earlier, they start off slow when at the end of a road trip and then they kind of get going as the team go, but credit to the flames. I wish I could play that way when I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I mean, give them credit. If they were drinking, you wouldn't have noticed it watching them play on the ice last <laughs> night. My gosh, I wish I could function that well uh, in situations like that, but no credit to the flames for, uh, for that. No question about that. I do want to mention though, a couple of injury notes for uh, it looks like Anton Lindell out for Florida tonight. Uh, Craig Smith out for the Bruins and Nick Foligno, this poor guy, again, injuries marred him in Toronto at the second half of the year last year. And here he is now on IR already uh, this season for the Boston Bruins. Just so in case you guys didn't notice, uh, the Bruins have moved Jack Studnicker into the second line center slot there, pushed Charlie Coyle over to the wing as a result of all these injuries and line shuffling. Uh, Interesting stuff there. And I can't find it. And a lot of, I've looked a couple of places Stadnika to get an assist could be a very good bet. You might get some great value on that if you can find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, th- those are the situations I love with props, Jimmy, is those guys that move up the lineup, you know, yeah. and, and all of a sudden they're going to get more ice time, more opportunity, more chances, opportunity probably on in an offensive role as well. And he had uh, a so great something camp. to keep in mind, yep. You know, this kid's on the rise. He's a guy, the only reason he had to go to the minors is just because of cap issues. But I knew once there was some injuries, this kid was going to be right back up there. And I hope he sticks. Yeah, there's no doubt. And he's going to get a, a solid opportunity tonight. And by the way, your boy Frank Vetrano is plus 350 uh, to score yeah, a goal tonight in this game. There you go. Might be uh, might be sprinkling on that. Jimmy certainly might be. Uh, Toronto. Say, and- Jimmy is really convincing me here on the over. He's got me. He's got my the hamster wheels <laughs> rolling in my head right now because I'm, you know, it's, and what you guys said is true. The way that third period ended, I guess I was so caught up in being happy that they just won my bet for me, Jimmy. I wasn't really concerned about what was going on on the other side for them, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they, yeah, I, I maybe might the look times at it. have changed, eh? Maybe the Bruins are going to be an over team this year. Who knows? I know. Well, it's like we've been saying on the show, got to use the eye test these days. You know, yep. uh, you took San Jose against the Leafs the other day. That's all. That's that was an eye test bet. Yep. Uh, I bet you, you yep. probably didn't think before the season started you'd be lining up to do that, but no. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Leafs later, too. Eh? <laughs> we'll get to them right now, in fact, because they all are right. playing. All right, what a segue. There we go. <laughs> it is a segue, yeah. indeed. We Toronto... didn't script this either, all right? Just so you people know, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not script that. <laughs> well, it was just up in the rotation order that uh, the <laughs> next game on our uh, betting slate for this Wednesday night card is indeed uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks. Toronto, they opened minus 150, so I thought, ah, that's a fair price. Now it's minus 190 to minus 200 with the Leafs on the road, six, the total in this game. I don't, it seems like a lot of people love Toronto and I can see why 
I do, but I don't know now if I'm interested at this price. I mean, we're talking for a team that's you know lost three in a row, it's found ways to lose. I thought they played a lot better against Carolina than they did against Philly, but it still wasn't enough. There were still those breakdowns. There was still that inability to finish other than one wraparound goal that Austin Matthews scored uh, in that game against the Hurricanes. And really, other than that, you know, lack of finish. And, you know, not much from Tavares. He did hit a goal post, but no finish. Marner, maybe one shot on goal. Terrible. You got to generate more than that. Obviously, no finish for him. Uh, Nylander didn't do a whole lot. He missed the net a couple of times. It's a team gripping the stick because the puck's not going in for a lot of their best players at the moment, and that continues to be an issue. Could Chicago be the cure that ails them? Absolutely it could be because we know Chicago, they've had trouble keeping the puck out of their own net uh, throughout the course of the year. They give up six to Detroit. They give up four to Vancouver, four to the Islanders, five to Pittsburgh, four to New Jersey, four to Colorado. They have not given up fewer than four goals in any of their games this year. You know, and they're zero and six right now as a result. This team, I'm. You know what I'm going to bet here tonight in this game. It. This is the bet. This is the bet right here. And yeah, I'm. I know we're talking the Leafs, and I've got a bank on them to score. But I'd rather do this than regulation at minus two hundred. Which to me, even though the Leafs are the Chicago is winless. And they, they're out of sorts. They've got, obviously, the issues that were revealed yesterday regarding the investigation, uh, regarding Aldrich, the, the, the sexual assault uh, offender, uh, you know, all of that going on yesterday. Uh, it's just a, a, an organization that on the ice, they're playing poorly. They're not winning. They've got these issues off the ice. I understand all of that. But, you know, rather than, you know, minus 200 with Toronto, regulation with Toronto, puck line with Toronto. Small bet for me again here because I you know you got to buy Toronto scoring, finishing, putting the goddamn puck in the net, which has been an issue for them, you know, in so many games this year. But the bet for me is Toronto team total over three and a half here. It's even money. It's the much better option. Minus 110 on an over three and a half with the Leaf team total than a minus 200, you know, on the money line or a regulation price, which now has gone up to in that minus 135 to minus 140 range. I would just think that Toronto can finally, something's got to give, right? Chicago's allowing goals in bunches. Toronto, Chicago's allowed four goals in every game, four or more. That's all you need out of Toronto. You cash this ticket. You don't have to worry about the other end of the ice where Toronto's kind of had some issues too with breakdowns, you know, with allowing odd man rushes. That victimized them a little bit as well. Uh, against Carolina the other night in the loss. Just focus on Toronto. Finally, the floodgates at least a little bit opening for them. That's the bet I'm keying in on on this game is Toronto team total over three and a half here uh, against uh, Chicago. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with the uh, Leafs uh, and the uh, Blackhawks? You got me? All right. Yeah, guys, I, I just I love the over under in this and I'm going way over. I, I think there's gonna be a lot of goals in this uh, two teams with a lot of built up frustration. They might just let it all come out tonight. Uh, I could see an overtime maybe in this as well. I mean, these are two desperate teams with all the drama going on around them, uh, both for totally different reasons uh, for each team. But uh, I, I think we're going to see a high scoring game here. It might even be enticed to do a draw. But for now, I'm just going to stick with the over. Um, and, and look, you know, I know we laugh at we laugh at the Leafs and everything, but a part of me feels to them, man. I want to see them get it right. I want to see them at least get on the right track here uh, and, and start to win some games um, because, man, it is bad there right now. Like that, I, I'm hearing things right now, guys. It could happen soon with the Leafs that would shock you. So uh, they they better get their act together in this game because there could be some changes soon. Yeah, you can say it both ways too, because Chicago's obviously yeah. had a brutal start. Oh, and six. Now we know the changes. changes are coming now. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And Toronto, uh, there could be some. So that's what I'm looking at here. And look, I haven't been afraid to fade Toronto during this stretch. You know, I took Carolina the other night, best bet on this show, uh, Monday night with the Hurricanes. But look, there's a gulf of difference right now, Carolina to Chicago at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, especially defensively, goaltending, defensively. The whole bit. I know it's going to be Kevin Lankin in the net for Chicago. Toronto hasn't confirmed who it's going to be, but I would expect it to be Jack Campbell uh, here tonight in this game. It's hard to fault him. I think the second goal where Stephen Lorenz scored and he was he just basically outmuscled 
Rasmus Sandin in front of the net for the puck. And just, I think that one he could have had. But other than that, I don't think he could have done much with the other goals Carolina scored uh, the other night. So this is the bet for me. It's just Toronto because they're actually, their spirits are, I saw Montreal lose to Seattle last night. They looked like someone died, you know, on the team after that <laughs> loss. You know, I did not see that from Toronto after the loss to Carolina. They're still, look, because they actually played a good third period. They were peppering Anderson. They had good chances in net and it just wasn't going in. And, you know, there's elements of their game that are working, yeah. that, are, that are there for Toronto. And you would think this is now a team you're facing. It's given up four goals minimum in every game. So to me, that's the bet. Team total over three and a half. If it loses, so be it. But I know I'm getting the best of it. I'm getting a Toronto team that's going to be ornery tonight, yeah. desperate, urgent, a bad defensive team on the other side, a team that's also depleted to shit. No Kane, no Taves. They're going to be end up with a bunch of key guys out tonight for this Blackhawks team. No Jonathan Taves, no Patrick Kane. Uh, so that's going to be critical for them. Um, I think this is this should be a spot for Toronto to finally You bring up Montreal. If there they too. don't, they're in trouble. You bring up Montreal there. It's funny you say that, Ian, because we were just talking about uh, the Flames tying one on in, in New York City. Well, I don't know if you guys saw the story on Montreal Hockey Now or saw the stuff. I on did. There. You know, that the Canadians went out and had a good time on Monday, in Monday Night Football in Seattle the night before that game. I mean, Matthew Perrault was double fist in tall boys at the game. Uh, maybe that's the case where the hangover did sit in and uh, yeah. fire. <laughs> I didn't yeah, they were at the Seahawks fight. game. Yeah, they were at the yeah. Seahawks game. Yeah, they, they they were having a good time for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. So, so uh, I lean to the over. I'll probably sprinkle on that over six as well. Yeah. But I, I like the Toronto team total. And guys, uh, too, as far as the Blackhawks go, uh, I know you know I didn't get to talk to about much what happened there, and I'm not going to get into it. I mean, it, it goes without saying how disgusting everything is that's happened there. Yeah. But um, I can tell you right now that Eddie Olzik. Eddie O Enzo is a guy that I would I would bet money on him right now to become their next president of hockey operations. Just just keep that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind indeed. So uh, the uh, days in the booth might be uh, coming to an end soon if that comes to fruition for uh, Eddie Olchek. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Andrew, I know this team has been one you've been involved with a lot this year in terms of their game sides, totals, you name it. Some good yeah. results, some bad results, some frustrating results. What do you think here tonight, Leafs Blackhawks? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, just for the viewers out there, um, I'll make it very clear. A lot of people out there don't think that uh, I've, you know, bet on Toronto that much or, or or think they're that good of a team or have good players. Look, some of some of it last year, the stuff during the playoffs on Twitter or the stuff that I tweet out now, it's just showing some personality. It's just it's just some fun stuff on Twitter. I'm a Habs fan. Everybody gets after me about the Habs. Last year, I heard that they were going to get swept. It's just, it's just fun banter and being a fan. And when people are constantly looking at you to give picks or, or, or you know, getting mad at a, a loser or celebrating a winner, they kind of forget that I'm just a fan too. And uh, just like all, you know, when the Habs are playing the Bruins, Jimmy and I will joke around. It's the same kind of thing. So. Uh, I don't actually, you know, wish anything bad upon these Leaf players. I hope they have great careers, but I literally love chirping the Leafs. I, I, it's fun. Like Jimmy says he feels bad for it. I think it's hilarious right now what's going on. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. Like, I think it's funny. But I wanted to say this before I get into the game, and I, I bet you one of you guys might disagree with me here, but at what point I don't understand how how Sheldon Keefe is the is the target right now. Why is the red dot on his forehead? Like to me, this is like take away all the bad stuff and writing down all the worst players, whatever that Babcock did. Literally, the exact problem is happening to them to this Maple Leafs team. They don't score any greasy goals. They aren't rough around the net. They barely even want to snow shower the goaltender. They're so scared, you know, to get pushed after doing that. They, how how can Sheldon Keefe be responsible for the team that he was given and for the contracts that were given to these players? And all I'm hearing from Leaf, Leaf supporters now and even media members for the Leafs, well, let's not forget COVID happened. Couldn't have predicted that happening to the salary cap. Well, I think every other team, you know, managed. I think all the other teams are doing okay under this current salary cap. So I just I just wanted to say, I don't understand how there's blame. You know, Sheldon Keefe has to go. Literally the same thing that, that it's pretty much going to be for the exact same thing that Mike Babcock was trying to instill. Um, what you know, scoring greasy goals, being tougher, 
mixing up the lines and all that stuff. I think Sheldon's realizing they have to do. And now all of a sudden he's going to get fired. I don't know. Sometimes it has to, it has to look bad upon the GM. And I just am kind of curious why we don't start seeing Kyle Dubas trending and we see Mitch Marner trending every night. That's just, I, I just find that blasphemous and it's you not will. fair. So you will soon. Yeah. They you lose know. tonight. You're going to see it tomorrow. Trust me on that. I hope so. Just, you know, I just, he, you know how much money he paid John Tavares after the season he had? He might have deserved it then, but then looking at the future now, you know, this guy was a heart trophy nominee. Yeah, all this at one stuff point. was, this all started before COVID. I don't know why anyone, how anyone yeah. could use COVID as an excuse. I mean, these salaries that they're with, that they have right now are all before COVID. So, yeah. Well, they predicted a, a bump, right? Like five or six mil, they said. Um, you know, in the salary cap. Well, they so, should have signed him. If the salary cap was a hundred million, I wouldn't have given those contracts to those guys. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I'm on the full game over in this game. I, I'm not thinking twice about it. Yeah. I'm not thinking twice about it. Chicago has been a fun team to bet overs with, you know? Um, and, and then, and look, we've got, uh, you know, flurries on the bench tonight and I feel bad for that guy. He even went to the Blackhawks, but he's, you know, too much of a, uh, just loves the game too much. Wanted to keep his career going, but the Maple Leafs, the expected goals for, we've talked about that at nauseum. Nobody wants to hear us touch on that anymore. But one thing I will say, I was impressed, guys, with that third period. I was. You know, I don't care that the puck didn't go in the net. I was impressed. And if you play like that for a full 60 minutes or even 48 minutes or 43 minutes, you're going you're gonna to probably win a hockey game. You know, and the way the Maple Leafs structured their cycling, the way they're putting pucks on net, the way they're battling, it just seemed to be it was a little bit too late, you know. So I think we'll get some goals from them tonight. I'm um, looking at John Tavares to score a goal, plus 180, I think it was, that I locked in. Let me check what that number was. Uh, John, Yeah, plus 180, John Tavares to get a goal. Um, somebody that uh, people kind of looked upon as a 200-foot player, and, and uh, everybody wants to look at Nylander and Matthews. But, you know, Tavares has hit like three posts this year. Um, I say a greasy goal has to be scored. And it won't be from the outside. Tavares is known for these off-rebound tap-ins or um, getting the puck in the middle of the ice and uh, off a pass. So plus 180 for him. And uh, point uh, prop here for a Blackhawks player, Dominic Kubalik at minus 110, just to get a point, to be involved in a goal tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks, a young player I've been really impressed with. No Kane, no Taze. Somebody has to step up here. And minus 110, guys, pretty good price, I thought. Uh, for Kuba League just to get a point tonight. There you go. Uh, looking at a couple of uh, player props in this game, uh, Andrew, as well. Uh, the one I'm looking at, the the, the player I'm like, because I, I do like there's one player tonight that I'm on for uh, shots on goal and to score a goal, and he's getting top-line minutes right now uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Michael Bunting, the overlooked yes. guy. Everyone talks about Austin Matthews. Everybody talks about William Nylander. Well, here's uh, Michael Bunting, who's actually scored two goals this year for the Leafs, had a, had a point on the uh, Matthews goal uh, the other night against Carolina. Uh, and here's a guy uh, that I think can contribute here to this. Now, his shots, you know, numbers have gone down a little bit, but this is Chicago. They yield a lot of shots. They're struggling defensively. Uh, but early in the year, there were games he had six, he had three, he had five shots on goal, uh, Michael Bunting. Uh, so I'm going to go to the well with his over shots on goal. Uh, prop here uh, in this game and I'm also going to go to him to score a goal which you can get at plus 400 uh, plus 375 plus 400 even at some spots for Michael Bunting playing on the top line so you know he's going to get the minutes you know he's going to get the opportunity with Matthews and Nylander and he's against a team that's 20th in the league in expected goals against this season Chicago Toronto's first by the way in expected goals for so again, that goes back to my yeah. point too with the Leaf team total over three and a half. If not four goals tonight, when? When yeah. exactly? Yeah. That's the way you got to look at it. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you. And 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 that that's what's kind of funny about this team right now. You talk about the expected goals. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, with, with Chicago, they haven't even played a team like Toronto yet. You know, like, I, I don't know. I look at Vancouver. I think they've got some talent. Their top six is improved, but... I don't think their top four or five players are as skilled as Toronto's, you know, um, Detroit, Detroit beats Chicago six, three. You guys think Detroit has more talent than Toronto? You know, maybe right now they do. No, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe right but now. They're working they harder. They're working better. Yeah. Than Toronto. They're That's working the better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 
four goals a game at least for the Blackhawks given up. Can't can't fall Ian uh, for his team total there. I'm just taking with the full game over. But I just I find it so interesting. And this team right now, they they get make up like a defensive blunder every single game. And then the funny thing is, is the defensemen will get will get called out, and it'll be the reason why they lost the game for them. But realistically, they're getting it's like one or two goals. You know, who was it that made that turnover um, this time around? Was it Riley or uh, I'm not sure who it was. I'm going to say Hall. that Muzzin and Justin Hall combo is struggling yeah. big time the last few games. I mean, they've been on the ice for a lot of goals against the last few games, the Pittsburgh game, uh, the Carolina game. They've got to figure it out. Either that or Sheldon Keefe's got to maybe split them up. But yeah, Jake Muzzin, Justin Hall, that second pair. I think Brody and Riley a bit. Brody's good. Brody's the best, you know, sturdiest defenseman they've got in terms of playing in his own zone by far it's not even close i don't think any yeah. of their defensemen should jump into the rush zero yeah. let your yeah. forwards do the work why are the islanders so good at hockey right now past three four years you know the defensemen are barely caught up the ice forwards are barely replacing defensemen um to play defense when the defensemen pinch up they let their forwards go to work and they play defense you know yeah you'll see the islanders pinch when they're when they're trailing in a game mm. particularly in the third period other than that you know they're going to maintain their structure they're going to maintain their system their discipline that's the way they do things and that's you're right different from the way toronto does things all right we move on to vegas and dallas next up dallas minus 155 home favorites five and a half the total in this one uh this is an interesting game because vegas gets the win last night they needed it desperately uh, they beat a pretty good Colorado team as well. So big credit to the uh, Golden Knights. But now they're working on the second night of back-to-back games on the road, playing in Denver, the thin air, the high altitude last night. Now traveling to Big D to play Dallas tonight. And they're still very much shorthanded. Alec Martinez still out. Zach Whitecloud still out on the blue line. And then up front, Nolan Patrick, Alex Tuck, Matias Yanmark, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone uh, still out for this team. And I worry about this, whereas you look at the on the flip side here, Going into this hockey game, you've got the Dallas Stars. Uh, they've just been uh, waiting now uh, for this game since Monday night where they lost in Columbus 4-1, to one, uh, returning home, looking to uh, bounce back with a better performance. And a team that's probably getting healthier as well tonight. Some big time. First of all, John Klingberg's back uh, on the blue line. He missed some time. Uh, Jason Robertson, you know, a guy that had an upper body injury, but he's going to be activated and in the lineup. This was one of Dallas's best forwards the second half of last year. So getting Jason Robertson back going to be huge for the uh, Dallas Stars. And it looks like Blake Como, look, a sturdy, solid two-way depth forward on that bottom six. Looks like he is also going to make his Dallas debut tonight. So they're getting almost a full lineup now uh, on the board here, this Dallas team. I like Dallas, but I'm going to go in regulation here for a bit of a better price. I, I, you know, I've been fading Vegas last night. Finally, it didn't work out going against them. But even though you might think they got a win, they can – get some momentum off that doesn't always work that way. Look at Montreal. They got a win uh, and then they lost the next game. Didn't play well. I just think it's a tough spot. Second in a row on the road in as many days, Dallas getting healthier and Dallas off a loss as well against Columbus to end that road trip. So I think you get a good performance from them in a bounce back situation tonight. So I'm going to go with Dallas here, but going to go for the uh, regulation line here for better price. Dallas minus one Oh five plus a hundred. Uh, in regulation right around uh, even money. Jimmy, what do you like here, Vegas, Dallas? Guys, I'm going to go the other way here. Um, kind of in the, in the in the line where, you know, we were talking about uh, Florida, if they if they lose, we might want to go against them and fade them a bit, like, because uh, sometimes that happens after a win streak. I think it's the same thing with a losing streak. I think sometimes, you know, they'll start to build off that. And look, let's face it, Vegas has been underachieving. I mean, they're they're a much better team than they've been playing like, uh, I really think they they're they're starting to feel it there, and and beating that team last night is a, is a big confidence builder. So give me the uh, give me Vegas as the underdogs here. All right, Vegas as the uh, underdog here, plus one forty. Yeah, that's possible. You know, you could see Vegas uh, get some momentum from. That. I lean to the under as well in this game. We, uh, mm, the only concern I, I is too. Yeah, and people are concerned about Laurent Brossois being in. I'm not. Laurent Brossois is a capable backup goalie. He had a nice season last year for Winnipeg Yep. Uh, for the uh, Jets, and now the Golden Knights have him to back up Robin Leonard. He'll get the start tonight on the back-to-back. He's a capable goalie. Holpe's going to be in for Dallas, and he's been very good this year. I gave uh, Braden Holpe a lot of credit. He's had a very good – or sorry, it's Hudobin tonight uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, my bad. Uh, Hudobin and net for them tonight. So I had two starts. Good numbers, though. 2.5 goals against, 9-10 save percentage. So Hudobin and net for Dallas. Uh, it'll be Brossois for 
uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, we're on opposite sides, but uh, look, Vegas could get some uh, momentum from that. I just don't like this travel situation one bit going from Denver to Dallas with a shorthanded team. So uh, interesting to see how this one goes. we got Andrew with us too. Andrew, what do you think? Vegas, Dallas. Yeah, my initial uh, my initial thoughts here were very similar to Jimmy's. Um, you know, I, I look toward, and the number's actually gone up. We've gotten, it was like plus 110, 115, all the way up to my, uh, plus 125 with the Knights. You know, it's it's kind of a, it's a simple, like kind of, I don't know if you call it a system really, but looking at a team like them um, that haven't been playing their best uh, hockey and just kind of showing themselves, like, yeah, yeah, we can get a win. You know, we can play. And I think if that win last night wasn't against a team like Colorado, it wouldn't really mean as much to me. You know, like if they beat down like New Jersey, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? But beating Colorado, uh, sometimes you might call it a flat spot the next game after it. But in this spot, it's a it's a hey, you know, let's go. Let's keep it going kind of spot. Uh, and the odds are there. The problem is, like you said, Dallas off a loss uh, and Dallas, the thing with them. For some reason, I actually really like the over in this game. And I probably won't get to the window with it just because it is Dallas. <laughs> but I, I look at them off a loss, off a game where they didn't really bring anything to the table. I think they're a way better team at home. And I don't know, you look at this Vegas team, you just you might as well get some confidence now. you know, And you're playing a team that I think is going to challenge you a lot less up and down the ice-wise. So they're probably going to spend a hell of a lot more time in the Dallas offensive zone than they even did with Colorado. Um, so it's still five and a half. I think this could potentially be the first over game for Dallas, whether or not I get there or not, that's a whole different question. Um, but I think that, you know, a home away split, I'll be curious to see what that is at the end of the year, guys, for the Dallas stars. I feel like they're a much better team at home. Yeah. Dallas is, and they're four and one against Vegas at home. The last five times they've hosted Vegas as well. It's just, and they got a full lineup finally Dallas. So that's also what I, and by the way, Jason Robertson, we're going to hop on uh, shots on goal and, Score a goal right away with this guy, right away, because he was that good for Dallas. He was carrying them at times offensively in the second half last year. He's going to get top-line role with this team. I'm looking at the lineup. He is going to be playing on the top line uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars right away. doesn't matter that he missed six games. He's going to suit up on the top line tonight for them. So right away, uh, you can see uh, that Rick Bonus is going to give him that opportunity, playing with Rupe Hintz and Joe Pavelski. Uh, for the Dallas Stars top line. He's going to get number one power play uh, opportunity as well. So take advantage of it. You know, this is a guy that was arguably their best forward for extended parts of the uh, season last year. Uh, and you were going to be able to get him now at uh, goal score props, you know, shots on goal, uh, all of that kind of thing. Uh, definitely would be looking in that direction. Jason Robertson tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. Let me see what we can find here. Yeah, plus 200 right there. Anytime goal score uh, at DraftKings, by the way is where you can find that. So uh, definitely, uh, I'm getting involved in that for sure uh, when you look at it. Uh, let me see if Shots on Goal, if I can find it here. I'm sure they've got it for Robertson as well. Do we, Oh, they don't yet, so we'll wait on that. But definitely the goal scorer prop, plus 200 for Jason Robertson tonight of the uh, Dallas Stars. Definitely, in my opinion, worth a look. Speaking of DraftKings, uh, we're going to mention DraftKings now. Of course, official sports betting partner of the NFL and now the NHL uh, as well. Uh, and uh, again, uh, doing uh, absolutely uh, great work uh, with uh, the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Happy to have them as our partners. And a reminder that uh, as the official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL DraftKings Sportsbook, as you covered, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game this Sunday. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. DraftKings isn't available in your state or you reside in Canada. Don't worry, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week. 
at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use that promo code THPN. All right, we've got our final game of this Wednesday card. Uh, TNT, national television game, Philadelphia and Edmonton. We've got the Oilers minus 180, home favorites, six and a half being the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, certainly a two, two, two and two start, but their first road game of the season. We'll see uh, how they handle that going on the road and uh, facing this red hot, and I mean red hot Edmonton team, five and zero oh to start the season. They've played extremely well. You look at what they're doing offensively. Uh, they've gotten it rolling. Obviously, already this year, we're seeing what uh, Connor McDavid's doing uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Six goals, seven assists, 13 points for Connor McDavid uh, in just five games. How good is that? Like, he's got 13 points in five games. Just insanity. Uh, how good he continues to be uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. And I love what TNT is doing. For, there's been this reluctance in year, over the years for the national TV holders of the NHL in the United States to put the star players on simply because, oh, it's a Canadian team. And the Canadian team doesn't get the rating in the United States on the uh, ratings, uh, whereas two American teams would. TNT is saying, nonsense. This is Connor McDavid. We've got to show games involving him. He's the superstar of the league. One of the faces of the league, if not the face of the league right now. And we got to get his games on national television here. So props to TNT for making that executive decision and putting Edmonton in a TNT televised game tonight on Wednesday night. So well done by the uh, executives there. That's what you got to do. You got to market the league. You got to, you know, improve, you know, the visibility of hockey. You get the fan base excited. You do that by showcasing the absolute best players that the NHL has to offer. And Connor McDavid, clearly one of those. So well done by uh, TNT with that. I don't really have a strong opinion on this game. Obviously, Edmonton's well-priced, minus 180 uh, in this game. And they are coming off, you know, a two-game road swing through Arizona uh, and Vegas. It is worth noting, by the way, Edmonton, since a 3-2 to two loss, or 3-2 to two shootout win, I should say, to Vancouver, they have scored five goals in four straight games, a minimum of five goals in four straight games. And I don't know yet, guys, how good Philly is defensively. You know, I know they beat Boston. I know they beat Seattle. And they played good defensively in those games. And then they had the games against Florida where they didn't play good defensively, gave up 30 shots, uh, gave up a power play goal, and a horrible game defensively against Vancouver, including Carter Hart, who was not good that night, gave up two power play goals, and Vancouver get, uh, scores five. They win in a shootout 5-4. This is going to test this Philly team, and I'm not I'm not sure yet I'm ready to say I'm going to back them and I trust them to be up to the task of shutting down an Edmonton team that, as I just mentioned, has scored five goals minimum uh, in four straight games. This is another team total lean for me. Uh, Edmonton over three and a half. I don't know if I'll get there. I don't know if I'll bet it, but it's a strong lean for me. Edmonton over three and a half, minus 135, their team total. I would look in that direction because... I'm not totally sold on this Flyers blue line other than Provorov. I'm not totally sold on Carter Hart yet in between the pipes, and this is going to be one of the biggest tests he's had uh, this season. So right now leaning toward the Oilers team total uh, over three and a half in this game if I were to get involved in it. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with uh, Philly and Edmonton? Yeah, I mean, everything points to, to Edmonton here, the way they're playing. The one thing I wondered, they, they were on such a roll. They got a little layoff there. Does that sort of stunt the momentum they had? But I, I'm going to pass on this, guys, just because I, I can't get a full grasp on it. But if I was going to do something, I would definitely lean towards Edmonton. All right, lean toward uh, Edmonton for uh, Jimmy. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Flyers and Oilers? I got to look towards uh, Edmonton and regulation here. Um, look, we kind of talked about it with Florida, and I'll just kind of echo the same comments. You, you got to pick your spots and figure out when you think a team could get upset, and uh, especially here in this spot, I just don't think this is the team to do it uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers coming to town. And I just think that this, you know, I, we all, as people that talk about sports betting in the NHL, have discussed for years that we might not have 
or they might not have on the Oilers the depth to score when McDavid and Dreisaitl are not producing. And I think Yessi Pugliarvi has come a long way. You know, I, I think a lot of these guys, Yamamoto, um, you know, now having Hyman, uh, he's got, what was it? What, he had scored um, four goals in two games, you know? Um, it's, it's actually a load off. And I think Wayne Gretzky said it recently. He said, what the best thing that could happen for some of these young stars is that the guys around them start performing extremely well. Not even, you know, take away personal accolades. The best thing to happen to some of these guys and their team success is to see one or two guys that have been waiting to kind of strive, get it going. And uh, so I don't even think that we've seen the best full defensive effort either against Edmonton here. Um, keep in mind, guys, how many times have we really seen six and a halfs as total this year? Not that many times. My, you know, my money would be on the total would be on the under. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it yet, but I've kept it simple. And I do like Edmonton and regulation at home. I feel like Edmonton's first loss comes on a road trip uh, in, a, in a rough spot. But right now they're rolling, they're scoring. And I feel like they're still not happy with their defensive effort, which I like that stuff. You know, if you're playing super well, you're, you know, you're playing pretty good hockey. You're scoring five goals, like Ian said. And then I hear rumblings that, hey, you know, make sure you do this. You know, that, I didn't really like that uh, zone exit. That kind of stuff to me is a pretty good look on them. And uh, you look at that game against Vegas, they still allowed three goals. So I might want to clean, clean that up. Uh, Edmonton and regulation for me, but I do have a lean towards the under. All right, Edmonton in regulation for Andrew and a lean toward the under. You know what I'm kind of interested in too? Carter Hart over 28 and a half saves in this game is kind of interesting to me because you look at the last two games, 30 shots against versus Florida for the Flyers, 40 shots against, even though they won that game against the uh, Boston Bruins. 24 shots against was their high watermark in terms of fewest shots allowed the Flyers, but that was a Seattle team trending toward the end of that long road trip, playing on a back-to-back, and Seattle really didn't have anything in the tank that night. And then in the opening game for Philly against Vancouver, um, 39 shots against. So again, they are are allowing plenty of uh, rubber uh, for their goalies, whether it was Hart or, of course, the Boston game. It was um, their backup goalie uh, in that night, Martin Jones, uh, but they have been giving up shots. So, uh, And obviously their goalies have had to make saves. So Carter Hart, that over 28.5 saves prop, that I see out there in this game tonight. That might be worth a look as well. All right, uh, great stuff with Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis. That is the Wednesday NHL card. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live. Before we wrap up, uh, we'll end the show as we always do with best bets. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for a best bet tonight? What I like, guys, is that over in Toronto and Chicago. I'm going to go with that. All right, Toronto, Chicago, over six, minus 115. Uh, Best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Andrew, best bet. I'm right there with Jimmy. Uh, I'll just double up on that play over six. That, if anything, on the board tonight should be a six and a half. It should be that game, but we haven't seen it with the Leafs yet. That probably is a reason why. Also, because the Blackhawks are banged up. Um, but you know, not having Taze or Kane, and and definitely not producing that much recently. I don't think it's an it's it's any reason to worry about the Blackhawks scoring. They still have some guys out there that can score, make plays, and let's not forget, isn't this the first game, guys, without Kane and Taze? It is, right? Yeah, Taves is out and yeah. uh, Kane out. Yep. Yeah, so let's not forget what happens when teams you know, have some change like that. Let's not forget what Pittsburgh did with their half AHL roster. I think the Blackhawks contribute as well. So give me the over here. And uh, I wanted to mention uh, this is only available at uh, certain spots. I'm trying to take a look here at DraftKings to see if we can find it. But I am on Mitch Marner over a half assist at minus 110. I'm going back to the well with this. Uh, you know, Ian, you've been cashing some tickets with his shot prop, but you know, players are who they are, boys. And this guy's a pass and a playmaker. And to get one assist to be involved in a play and a goal, I, I think he can do it. Uh, look at that For, uh, assist prop on Jack Studnika, by the way, says uh, Jimmy Murphy as well. I'm trying to see that some books don't have him posted up there yet. Yeah, I didn't uh, yet see they it on do. Pinnacle. I'm trying to look for it. Yeah, so make sure you shop around. I know DraftKings has his. Goal score prop at plus 370 Ooh. for a guy that, as Jimmy mentioned, is going to be playing on the second line tonight, getting that it's extra. Up. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, watch him tonight. Jack Stadnika. The Let's assist props are actually very interesting. I wish yeah. I wish the Nika had that on there. DraftKings has all the way down. They have Ekblad, Barkov, Marshawn, Verhege, McAvoy, Pasta, Huberdeau, 
Uh, Uyghur, yeah, maybe as we get closer to game time, eh? Yeah. Sometimes they add them, yeah, because they don't yeah. know the full lineup. Early in the day, they're, they hear, oh, this guy's in the, and this guy's out. Oh, this guy's all of a sudden playing on the second line. We'll put the prop up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was looking, guys, like, during, and now it's, it's been taken down. But, I mean, as of, like, a half hour ago, Bovada had Kane and Taves in their props. Yes. And it's like, how oblivious are Come you? Come on, you guys. Yeah, get one time I did that, Jimmy, and I hammered that, and it just got voided, like, a minute later. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always think you we're have getting away try. with a fast one. Yeah, we always think we're getting away with a fast one you know and it just it doesn't work out they they yeah. just void it when it's i'll tell you guys these up. assist props are super interesting you know i i always i'm amazed how like the betting world is growing especially in hockey well, i think yeah. with hockey they're they're kind of late to it but it's kind of insane like you know brad marshawn you could get him usually what is it minus 220 something to get a point right but then all of a sudden you turn that to get a point into just specifically an assist and he's minus 105 and he gets a lot of assists. Yeah, like yeah. he creates a lot of plays. You know, he draws people yeah. towards him, dumps it off. It, I think that's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's the thing. And again, the growing betting marketplace where you get more and more prop options. And it's in every sport, not just hockey. But yes, for hockey, I mean, you're seeing shots on goal. You're seeing uh, assist props. Uh, you're seeing just so many different uh, power play points, just points in general. I mean, like we mentioned, the shots on goal, goal score props that we've mentioned. Uh, there's just so many good opportunities. The combo bets. I mentioned the Florida and over five and a half I cashed with against Arizona, you know, the other night. That That is a bet I'm going to be looking to make more often, especially with bigger favorites uh, in games like they were that night, the Panthers. So, so many different options for the better uh, these days, and it's great to see. Uh, my best bet, guys, I hate to stay in the same game as you guys, but I'm going to. Uh, Toronto team total over three and a half, minus 110. Yeah, if, like if not too. tonight for them to score four goals, I don't know. The Chicago's given up four in every game. Uh, Toronto is getting the chances. It's time for the puck to go in the I net. I think they put up theory. a seven spot. How's yeah. that? I like a touchdown there. Wow, there you go. That'll get you over six all by I mean, everybody's scoring yeah. touchdowns on the Bears, so why not the Blackhawks? <laughs> exactly. So we'll see if the floodgates can open for the Leafs tonight. I'll go with Toronto. Team total, over three and a half, minus 110 uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. Download that podcast if you can't tune in live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.